0: i really hate him there (laughs) (laughs) i don't like the mannequin yeah (laughs) the end please move him
1: (laughs) you know what learn to love the mannequin i don't like it uh but he loves you look he's staring at you with sweet sweet looks of longing he has no eyes he has eyes on the inside. No, that's
0: worse. <laughs> Fuck. That's so much worse. Give me one of your stockings and putting it over his head.
1: But he already has a hat on, so that would just be weird. <laughs> oh, and I have it. a weird um, lacy thing, but then he'll look creepily like that old lady murder ghost from Insidious, which mm. might make it even creepier for you. Yeah. So hi. Hi. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, fine, except for the mannequin. Yeah. So I walked into um, Sarah's house, and I was going to put my stuff down to where I normally put it down on the table. And uh, there was a mannequin standing over my chair staring at me, and it it legit scared me. Um. <laughs> but he's only there to love you. And then I moved him because he was freaking me out, you which, know, or which was you. interesting because I had to like look down as I was moving him because he was freaking me out. And now he's slightly to the side, but he's still naked and staring at me,
1: holding a foot on a chain. Well, that was his last victim that murdered him, <laughs> or that moved him, sorry. Um, Hi. By the way, this is Fanficantastic. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. How you I'm, doing? I'm Ashley. Um, I'm Sarah, the owner of the creepy murder mannequin. But you know what? He's a very friendly mannequin. It's not his fault he's naked and has no eyes. That's, you know, just his lifestyle choice. (laughs) So, what's the creepiest thing in your house? Uh, Besides the naked mannequin wearing the hatbox ghost hat from Disneyland? Yeah. um, Because I think that would qualify in, (laughs) you know, many households. People don't like coming to my house because between the skeleton at the dining room table and the naked mannequins, it tends to creep people out.
0: more than one naked ma- There's two male and one female naked mannequin.
1: Well, that's only because their armor is off currently. Normally, they, they're they supposed to have clothes on. I haven't had clothes on well, that's cause in nine is, months. My husband's lazy and won't put their fucking <laughs> clothes on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, there's the skeleton and the naked mannequins. Um, yeah, but that's all just, like,
0: Halloween decor fluff. I mean, I know it's up year-round, but the, I'm saying... The killer clown...
1: Creepy. The killer clown toilet seat. Yeah, it's um, creepy. Well, but we've established Uncle Jimmy
0: in the, <laughs> in the garage. That's true. That's uh, Uncle Jimmy in the garage. I like that one. That, you know.
1: That probably wins. <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Jimmy's summer wardrobe. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy's <laughs> winter, winter wardrobe. Uncle, Uncle Jimmy... Jimmy's I'm sorry uh, And yeah. his leg <laughs> No his leg is no longer with us That's a uh, bummer that, I know it You could have made a legit leg lamp It was a really creepy leg Mostly because it had like that old man black tube sock Oh yeah And then a, a shoe on it So it was just all kinds of weird <laughs> Like it would have only been creepier if it had a black sock and then a sandal mm, Which would yeah. have made it like ex- like exceedingly creepier Yeah Yeah How but, about you? besides your creepy um, demon portrait. I think it has to be Chester the Demon Portrait. That Um, is pretty creepy. We
0: also have a a freezer full of, I mean, I guess any meat you put in there is is dead animals, but we have a freezer full of, like, really dead animals. We have snakes and a Harris hawk and heads off of some things. Um, because Jeremy and I want to eventually establish our, our own colony of um, demis- demister beetles, I think is how you say them. I forgot. Anyway, they're the flesh-eating beetles. Okay. And uh, you put, you know, the animals that you've collected <laughs> and, okay. the, and they eat the flesh away. And then you have these cool skulls that you can put on display, and we want to have like that is rad. We ha- want to have like mounted animal skulls. So I am super down for that. Mostly, we've just been collecting animals <laughs> beyond the dead mice that are for the snakes. But other than that, we have all kinds of.
1: You have a freezer full of dead things. We have a, fr- but yeah. yeah, um, I am fully supportive of the freezer <laughs> full of dead things. I think that's really rad. <laughs> You know, I have no problem with that. Yeah. So when I was younger, back when I was young and didn't have gray hairs and wrinkles and all the shit that I have now cuz I'm old as fuck. <laughs> um I used to go visit my cousins. Mhm. And we went to one of my cousins' um like houses, you know, in the fucking boonies of San Diego. Mhm. Like as you do. Um where they do things like 4H. Which yeah, I didn't know was a thing. Um, growing up in the wilds of Los Angeles, where you know you don't do 4-H because where the fuck are you going to have a goat? A cow? Here? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is ironic now since I literally live a block from a donkey now. Yeah. But you know, and um, this girl that my cousin was friends with had a um, like the cutest little lamb, and it was like this adorable little sheep, Uh-oh. and she had this cute little sheep and. <laughs> You know, we, like, went over and we got to, like, talk to her little sheep and play with it. And it was so cute. And then the next time we went to go visit my cousin, we went back to her friend's house. And we were all like, oh, like, where's your sheep? And she turns up. She's like, oh, it's in the freezer. And I was like, <laughs> all right. That's awesome. That's a thing. That's a thing, yeah. And that was the first time I really thought about where the fuck my meat comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's when I became a vegetarian. <laughs> bummed when i was 11 that's right bummed about the little um, lamb yeah
0: i mean mary had a little lamb with a side of mint sauce <laughs> which is so <laughs> gross like
1: I, I mean if you want to eat mint that's cool but i mean lamb but mint sauce is nasty it's green and looks like I it's something it. that the blob just like shit out i love it and now uh, i'm getting
0: really hungry from lamb
1: well, you go <laughs> Sorry, and you have lamb all you want. By the Such way, this shit is not safe for work, right. which um, we have forgotten to our talk children. about, like the last two podcasts, so... Um, it's got a rating on it. Yeah, but just in case, like, you missed that part and you listened to our last episode, I apologize. I <laughs> apologize. <laughs> A lot, uh, like a lot. Uh, yeah, um, this is my apology letter to you. If you missed that, I mean, if you really like, especially if you just, yeah. sorry, really fucking sorry for that. Because like, yeah, we didn't. Yeah. It got graphic last it night. It did and we really we really forgot. We fucking dropped the ball on the, you know, like <laughs> not safe for work don't listen to this in front of your Sorry. old people or young people dick ball shit fuck thing. Yeah. As we normally do. So, this is your warning. Yeah, This is a terrible crayon. Uh yeah, this it is like a some garbage Rose crayon. Art shit. Uh no, it's actually less off brand than Rose Art. I got it in one of those, like packages to keep your child busy. Oh yeah, thing that I bought for like a dollar 50 to yeah. distract my kid on an airplane. Yeah. So that she wouldn't, you know, irritate the people upset. around yeah. us. Yeah. No more that she wouldn't irritate people around us and you know, have people talk shit about me as I was getting off the plane but then we were <laughs> irritated by the person behind me who kept kicking my fucking seat and some guy who was a really loud sniffer, so I didn't care if my kid was annoying. Oh. oh. Because oh. if you're going to be on a plane, man, like, use Naphrin or something. Like, yeah. take a Sudafed. Like, don't just sit there and sniff, sniff. for five Continue hours. Sniffs. Yeah. Agreed. On a nonstop plane. Agreed.
0: Um, I bought, the, your your loud sniffer reminded me Um, Jeremy snores, (laughs) and, uh, and he only snores when he's facing me. Oh, that's adorable, because he cares. (laughs) And so, I'm always, like, turning him over, and sometimes I'll just, like, pat him and be like, babe, turn over, and sometimes I'm like, move! (laughs) Shut up! Right? Right? And so I pinch Patrick, uh, <laughs> you pinch him. Oh, I broke your kids crayon. That's sorry. Well. That's, a, that's um, a garbage crayon. We it's was a garbage, garbage that. crayon. You have to push really hard to get any kind of
1: color out. Um, that's why we like those ones. So she won't draw <coughs> on the furniture. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
0: anyway, the other night. I w- we woke up, and I was like, how'd you sleep? And he's like, awful. You kept, like, slapping me and telling me to move. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, because I didn't even realize I did it. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll find some kind of snore remedy, and uh, you'll try it, right? And he's like, yeah, I'll try it. I found these, like, nose plug things. They look like nose plugs, and they're silicone, but they're completely hollow. So you stuff these hollow, like, open nose plugs into your nose and it keeps your nose open uh, so that way you're not like snoring right it keeps your airway open (laughs) and he was like I don't want to wear this I was like but I'll do it too I'll do it with you right so we're wearing it and by the way worked beautifully he didn't snore once
1: I got the best night's sleep in five years that's amazing Um, by sticking hollow like things up his nose yes
0: and I wore it too it worked fabulously on him. However, I woke up having a panic attack because something was in my nose and I thought I was suffocating, but I wasn't because I could breathe perfectly well. So my brain was like, I can't breathe. Yes, you can. I can't breathe. Yes, you can. I cannot breathe. Yes, you can. It was confusing at 2 a.m. That's
1: super <laughs> weird. Yeah. But I'm really glad that I'm show you, you can get Jeremy to not snore. We'll see if he wears them again. I mean, you should make him if it keeps him from snoring and he doesn't wake up having like an existential panic crisis. I can't. I I feel like it's, those are really fucking weird. (laughs) It's like that, um, that- The Breathe Right? Breathe Right, except inside your nose. Inside your nose. Yeah. so strange. Yeah. And they smell like silicone until you wash them and then- And the problem with those breather ones is that it leaves, like, a mark on your face. Yeah. So you have to wait for it to wear off before you can, like, be seen in public. Look at all the sizes. <laughs> so if you have, like, a baby nose, that's yeah. excellent. Because, yeah. you know, I have, like, baby insides, so I couldn't wear one of those. Yeah.
0: You do have a tiny nose.
1: I have all baby insides. They have to use, um like, baby tubing whenever I have surgery. Mm-hmm. Because all of my, like, ducks and everything are, like, super, super tiny.
0: <laughs> you have tiny ducks? Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying ducks with CTS um, or ducks do you see KS?
1: Considering I do not have any <laughs> quack quacks except the plastic ones, yes, let's go with the things inside your body. That's what I thought. Because we're keeping on that roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the last thing I remember from when I had my surgery was the doctor going, no, get the, the smaller ones. Get the ones for the kids. We need those. And then I was out and then I had surgery. Good times, good times, good times. All right, so we, we probably should like, you know, actually read. do shit. So, oh, again, if you turned in last week, fucking sorry about that. All right.
0: Yeah, real sorry. You know what? Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and apologize for this week too. Just yeah. i just going to say
1: I'm sorry for this week. Uh, so all of this is Ashley's fault. <laughs> you So if you're tuning you're in, um, Ashley picked our current well, well endeavor, yeah. um, which is the... <coughs> Excuse me. Dare I say it? Captivating <laughs> uh, piece of Amazon literature. Lust finds a way by R.K. Galaga, which I'm going out on the limb and saying is not the real name of this not person, no uh, because no one's admitting right to writing this shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we are stuck with whatever the fuck this guy's name is, Andy. I'm gonna go with Andy until someone proves me differently. Um, Andy, yes, there you go. Who is in love with whores, specifically, <laughs> specifically sex. one whore? Um, sorry, sex worker, sex worker <laughs> um, in Las Vegas, yes, ish, kind of Nevada, some place in Nevada that um, allows for the buying and selling of free love, um, and in a chicken ranch scenario. Where he is paying for the affection of his said lover, Mina. Um, And because, you know, she loves him too, she has sexed him without protection. Yeah. Which is the dumbest thing you can do. Until you are in a committed monogamous relationship with someone that you have discussed the proper, you know, ins and outs and whether or not you are both free of disease. Yeah. Which, of course, Andy, thinking with his dick, is not done. (laughs) Um, And so because he... He's a dick thinker. That's right. (laughs) Because he thought with his dick and not with his big head, uh, (laughs) he had the unprotected sex with sex worker Mina and then woke up. With a peony that's having some issues. Yeah. Um, And is now a motherfucking dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he doesn't know what he is. Dinosaur STD. That's right. He um, had trouble driving. (coughs) Ended up in the desert. Got picked up by three guys who thought he was just going to the sci-fi convention. And was in a really convincing costume. And at this point, um, is pretty much convinced that he is either a raptor or a baby T Rex. Yeah. Um, and of course, if you listen to our last episode <laughs> again, really fucking sorry. Vivid um, he also had a vivid dream about his lady love Mina being chastised. By the owner of said chicken ranch, Miss um, Havisham or some shit. I'm not <laughs> going like, back to check. Isn't it like Miss Hannah? I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not Miss Havisham. Um, I'm it's not, not. I am not here for um, accuracy. <laughs> I am just here to get through this shit and drink a lot. Um, because I'm gonna be drinking a lot based on last time. Um, where I had to for the first time um, <laughs> literally just skip because I could not even put my eyeballs on the words. It's
0: fine because I, I didn't want to hear. It you was say it.
1: it was awful and I have kids guys. Like I have you know I have birthed the baby and I could not handle the <laughs> shenanigans that were going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, got just, real it got real bad. <laughs> there was chainmail involved, and just it was yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> so so literally. Next. So he is a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. All right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we begin. You ready for this? I'm so ready for this. I need a drink.
0: I apologize for all the extra
1: coughing, but it's cold. That's cool. I'm drinking my water. I don't care anymore. <laughs> By the way in case you were wondering it's cold I am currently drinking all kinds of coffee with just like all of the Jameson poured into my coffee. I am calling it amazing All I have is water Well, Did you ask me for a drink? No, I thought yours was just coffee (laughs) (laughs) I have some recent shit Do you want a drink? Yes, I have to listen to it (laughs) Pause We're back. Okay, we're back Now we're back. I have amaretto All right, so now we're good. Yep. All right. According to a paleontology documentary I recently (laughs) fell asleep during, dinosaurs have been extinct for about 65 million years. During the parts of a film I happened to be awake for, there was no mention of humans turning into dinosaurs, either spontaneously or through the lengthy process of evolution. I'll have to do some more research once I pull myself together. This guy's a fucking genius. (laughs) He's a genius and a half. Mm -hmm. I've been in a state of shock that has kept me feeling somewhat detached since this whole thing began, but now I'm finally starting to lose my shit. My long, (laughs) thin arms are shaking, my teeth are chattering, and my legs feel like empty garden hoses. I fall on my side, curl up into a fetal position, and begin to sob. My eyes produce no tears, but the sounds I make are woeful and pathetic. After several minutes of this, I actually feel a little bit better. Given how my condition has progressed, it now seems that a conversation with Mina is critical. Making this happen isn't going to be easy. The first major (laughs) challenge will be convincing her to meet me during the day when she's not working. Then there's the matter of getting her to talk to me once she sees me. I'll also need to figure out a way to get past Miss Hannah. (laughs) It's Miss Hannah. See, I thought so. Miss Havisham was just so much more fun in my head. It's possible that I could get Mina to meet me somewhere else, but I don't really want to risk spending too much time in public. Luckily for me, appointments with girls at the Lavender House are typically made via email rather than over the phone. My phone, of course, is still in the desert, along with my keys, wallet, and pants. (laughs) Typing with three clawed fingers on each hand proves very difficult, but after 45 minutes, I finally draft an email that I think will work. Oh, this is the email. I'm so excited. Hi, Mina. I know we have an appointment for Thursday, but I was wondering if I could talk to you before that. This is a little awkward, but soon after we last saw each other, I came down with some very peculiar symptoms. (laughs) Have you yourself experienced any changes since my last visit? It's probably nothing serious, but I think we should meet up to discuss this, just in case. I could stop by the Lavender House early this afternoon on my way to the Amore Comic Con. Just a heads up. I will already be in my dinosaur costume when you see me. This will be sort of embarrassing, but unfortunately, there's no other way. Putting the makeup on is difficult and time-consuming, so it needs to be done before I leave the house. I hope this won't be too off-putting. Anyway, let me know if this (laughs) will work. I hit send and wait. I would have been like, what the fuck, I'm a dinosaur. (laughs) I have a tail. What's wrong with my arms? Mm -hmm. I'm hungry again, but I ate all the food in the house last night. I could watch TV, but I'm a little too wound up to sit through the crap they put on the air at this time of day. Preach, dude. Yeah. I could surf the net for information on my condition, but I'm actually <laughs> afraid to find out anything before I talk to Mina. I decided to kill time by going to the Lavender House website and looking at Mina's profile page. It contains very sexy promo pictures of her that I sometimes wank to when I don't have enough money to see her in real life. Wow, Andy's life is fucking it's sad. really, really sad. It is really sad. He's super sad. Oh no, it gets even worse. These are classy pictures with dramatic lighting and high contrast, oh. which brilliantly flaunt her beautiful skin and curvaceous form. I click on the thumbnail of my favorite photo to enlarge it. It's a bird's eye view of Mina reclining in a sudsy bubble bath. Her legs are open, but her hips are below the waterline. With one of her hands, she's reaching down beneath the foam towards her crotch, while her other hand caresses one of her voluptuous breasts. She gazes up with soulful eyes, inviting the viewer to join her in the soothing water, to slide into the bubbly warmth between her legs, and to fuck her until all of the candles in the room are nothing but hot, waxy puddles on the marble floor. Okay, soap is not a good lube. Yeah, First of all,
0: soap and vaginas are not a thing. It's not. It's not a thing. You don't need to do that with soap. Second, soap is not a good lubricant. It's bad. It's bad.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think she's actually soulfully gazing at you. No. Dude, no. No. As I stare longingly at the photo, one of my clawed hands wanders instinctively down my body in search of my cock. It is alarmingly hard to find. When I do finally locate it.
0: now he has hemipenes.
1: I am. He does. I am shocked at how how small it has become. He does not have a hemipene. I am super disappointed. I am too. I start to rub, careful not to cut it with my nails. Nothing happens. I keep stroking it, but my cock doesn't bulge. It makes me long for the problem I had yesterday when my dick refused to stand down. I realize I'm not even sure if dinosaurs have sex. I know the females lay eggs, but that's the only part of the process you ever hear about. Has my transformation doomed me to a life without copulation? This is another question for the internet that I'm too afraid to ask. Just then I get a notice of an incoming email. Mina has responded. Come by one. Miss Hannah will be downtown at a meeting until three. Her reply is cold, but at least she didn't ignore me. Now I just have to get there. With no car, the only option I have is my bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) This is a stupid little uh, dinosaur tail.
0: Just just... Ching, ching.
1: (laughs) Just picture that. Uh, My legs are long enough to straddle the bar, and my feet should fit the pedals. I may not be able to sit on the seat, but my hands um, should be able to reach the handlebars if I remain standing. Applying the brakes will be difficult with only three fingers, but I can probably make it to work. I can probably make it work. The lavender house is only about 10 miles away, and with my new super dinosaur strength, okay. dinosaurs are <laughs> strong, I'm assuming, I should be able to ride fast enough to make it there on time. Getting, on the bike up, getting the bike up the basement stairs proves to be comically awkward. When I was a human, I used to carry it with a crossbar over my shoulder, but now I don't really have shoulders. During my first attempt, the bike slips out of my hands, rolls backward down the stairs, and knocks over the coat rack, which sends one of my jackets flying into the fish tank. I clamp up the mess and try again. This time, the handlebars punch a hole in the wall before I make it the steps. After a few more failed attempts, I come up with a solution. By clasping the handlebars in my mouth to prevent the front wheel from turning, I'm able to grab the crossbar with both hands and roll the bike up the step. People of Silverman County may act like they've seen it all, But it's a little unrealistic of me to expect that nobody will take notice of a dinosaur riding a bicycle. Yeah. Now that I no longer look like a comic book nerd wearing a homemade costume, I'm hoping that most of the locals assume I'm affiliated with some big movie production. The only people regularly pumping more money into this town than horny tourists are Hollywood producers. As I ride down the street, I learn quickly that the best way to handle the attention that I'm getting is to embrace it. Anytime I catch someone staring, I wave playfully. Sometimes they wave back. Sometimes they look nervously away. Dogs bark in my direction, and children point me out excitedly to their parents. Every once in a while, a car full of drunken teens honks its horn as it passes me. Well, they should not How be driving. How many teenagers
0: are drunk? Apparently,
1: multiples. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Overall, people are amused by the spectacle, but not interested enough to stop me for a picture. The riding itself turns out to be pretty easy. My powerful dinosaur legs are very efficient machines, and my long tail makes me pretty aerodynamic. I'm also lucky that I don't have to go through the desert again. The numerous artificially cultivated trees provide shade and add a bit of moisture to the air, allowing for a relatively tolerable ride. Hmm. I arrive at my destination ten minutes early, winded but otherwise okay. The Lavender House is a, in a small, residential-looking neighborhood comprised mostly of other similarly-styled villas. All of the houses on the street were converted into unlicensed brothels, but the Lavender House is the only one that remains in business. With no neighbors to worry about, there's a comforting sense of privacy on the property. Some of the ladies have even been known to fuck their clients right out on the unnaturally green lawn. I like to think that they sometimes incorporate the tire swing, which hangs from a tree in the middle of the yard. Sure. I mean, you gotta. Right? I mean, if it's there. Mm -hmm. The house itself is beautiful. As the name suggests, the stucco walls are lavender with deep purple trim around the windows that matches the front door. The cobblestone driveway, which has also been painted purple, stretches around the side of the house where it disappears behind a 12-foot high shrub wall. This fence of bushes discreetly surrounds the parking lot so customer vehicles can't be seen from the street we really need this fucking expo or whatever? Uh, this hidden lot is hardly necess- <laughs> necessary given how little traffic passes by. It also fails to serve its official purpose since clients are required to enter through the highly visible front door. I suspect its true purpose is a subtle fuck you to the county for not allowing unlicensed brothels to build stone fences around their property. As I walk my bike up the steep driveway, landscapers are hard at work trimming hedges, planting flowers, and watering pretty much every living thing on the property. They do an amazing job of ignoring me. Their van is the only vehicle I find in the parking lot, which isn't surprising. Customers won't start arriving for another five hours or so, and all employees keep their cars in a garage at the back of the lot. The garage doors are all closed, so I can't tell how many people are actually here right now. I decide I don't want to ring the front doorbell. Luckily for me, Mina's room is in the back of the house, where there are currently no landscapers working. They tend to keep their heads down and mind their own business, but I'd rather not have an audience right now. Ditching my bike behind a shrub, I make my way to the backyard till I find her window. All of the bedrooms are on the second floor, but luckily Mina's is the only one with a tree in front of it. Staring up at her window, I think about all of the magical sex I had in that room. I sigh, realizing that those days are gone, maybe gone forever, unless I can find a cure for my strange affliction. First things first, though, I need to talk to her. Throwing pebbles at her window seems like the most obvious way of letting her know I'm here. A nearby flower garden contains some little white rocks, which should make some noise without shattering the glass. I fling the stones clumsily, and they strike the wall barely five feet above my head without making a significant sound. Apparently, my arms don't have the necessary range of motion to make a proper overhand throw. Yeah. 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 Yelling isn't an option, since I don't know who else is home. To discreetly get Mina's attention, I need to get closer to her window. The only way I can do that is to climb the tree. Of course. He's brilliant. (sighs) Mm hmm I hope he leaves, like, giant drag marks on the... Right? ...tree. Yep. I wrap my arms around the trunk and dig my nails into the bark. My sickle claws prove to be exceptionally useful for climbing. I scale the tree with ease, and in no time I find myself peering into Mina's bedroom. She's sitting at a vintage mahogany dressing table in front of an ornate mirror, brushing her hair. I can see a black bra through the tight white scoop neck t-shirt she's wearing, and her tiny denim skirt barely covers her plump caboose. Plump caboose. Mina, I whisper. She doesn't hear me. Well, you're whispering from outside a tree, fucker. Yeah. Mina, I say a little louder, but she still doesn't respond. It looks like I'm going to have to knock. This won't be easy, since the tree actually located slightly to the side of Mina's window. I appreciate the unobstructed view while I'm inside her room, gazing out in the distant hills after we fuck, but it does put the window out of arm's reach from where I'm currently posted. It's a good thing I have a tail. (laughs) I swing it harder than I mean to But luckily it misses the glass It hits the stucco with a tremendous thud That chips away some of the lavender paint Startled, Mina drops her hairbrush I make eye contact with her reflection And watch her jaw drop Andy? Yeah, it's me What are you doing up there? I didn't want to come in the front door looking like this Mina approaches the window to get a better look at me Wow, that is a really impressive dinosaur costume But why does your voice sound different?
0: Thanks. Okay. Is it like meet the Robinsons where he's
1: like <laughs> Yep, just like that. Okay. There's a voice modulator built into the mask, so it makes me sound more like a dinosaur. Sure. If, if you say so, she shrugs. I didn't realise dinosaurs could talk. Anyway, get down from the tree and come meet me by the back door. I'd rather just come in through the window. What, you're gonna jump for it? Yes. Yeah, I should be able to make it. Mina looks down at the ground. Andy, we're like 20 feet up. Just come to the back door. No, I'll be fine. If I miss, I'll just land on those bushes down there. Also, this costume has a lot of padding. <laughs> Jesus. Fine, she says, shaking her head. But if you fall, you better not fuck up the garden. Ms. Hannah pays a fortune for that shit. She takes a step back from the window. Okay, here I come. I look down again. The bushes don't actually appear to be very soft. I'm getting ready. If you're going to jump, jump. Okay, I'm coming. I carefully unhook my sickle claws from the bark and lined my feet up on the trunk. With all of my strength, I launch myself toward the open window. <coughs> I easily clear the distance, but land awkwardly with my body half in and half out of the room. My arms cling to the windowsill while I dig desperately at the stucco walls with my claws, trying to get a foothold on the outside of the building. Oh, shit, Mina exclaims as she grabs my arms. I told you this was a bad idea. Yeah, you were right. Now if you could just help me get inside. Okay. Hold on. Still holding my arms, Mina pushes off on the inside wall with her feet. Tumbling backwards, she drags me the rest of the way into her room. She hits the hardwood floor and I land on top of her with my big snout in her face. I'm in no hurry to get up. I take a moment to savor the sweetness of her breath, the warmth of her body, the loud thumping of her heartbeat. Hovering above her like this, I can't help but gaze lovingly into her eyes. Andy, what the fuck? She reaches up and touches my face. This is not latex. This is your fucking skin. <laughs> she's, she's a quick one. Right? Yeah. I roll off of her and she gets up from the floor. Her face is glistening with perspiration and her underarms have soaked through her cap sleeves. That was quick. Yeah. The scorching air outside is beginning to overtake the mechanical chill of the central air conditioning in her room. Shit, Andy, what the hell happened to you? I mean, this, this is really fucking weird. So, you know those strange symptoms I mentioned in my email? Well, This is what I was talking about. Wait, you think this is a symptom? Mina shakes her head. What the fucking disease causes someone to turn into a dinosaur? You don't see a lot of them ch- checking into hospitals. Magical lady bits. Yeah, man, it's those dino STDs. I don't know how to explain it. All I know is this happened yes, pretty much right after I left here yesterday. Well, fuck you. If you got this from me, then why did I turn into a fucking dinosaur, too? I'm not saying that I got this from you. It's just you were the last person I was with. I didn't know where else, where else to go. Mina takes a deep breath and sits down in her bed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to freak out on you. This is just fucking absurd. I know, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do about it. I stand up and walk over to the window. Obviously, I can't just go to a regular doctor. I was hoping... It's just like... K-thump! ka thump
0: Obviously, I can't go to a regular doctor. Right What's a dinosaur sound like?
1: Are you sure? Because I don't think they actually fucking talk. I mean, <laughs> I, I watched Jurassic Park, and that <laughs> one sounded more like. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's what he's actually saying, and she's
0: just like telepathically hearing him in I, her head. I think that's how you should read the rest of this scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, and then it's just really gonna make no sense. Okay. Because no one else gets see subtitles. <laughs> right. uh, okay. I was hoping you might know a less traditional doctor. As I'm turning back around, my tail bats me in his hairbrush off her dressing table. It's like he's a dog. <laughs> it sails across the room and hits the picture of the girl on the red bicycle. The glass frame shatters as it hits the floor. Mina laughs heartily. Relieved at the broken tension, I do my dinosaur equivalent of laughing, which really just sounds like coughing. (laughs) Thank you.
0: No, I'm I'm warming up the air so I don't cough anymore. (laughs) If it sounds muffled, everybody, it's because I have my mouth covered
1: so I'm not coughing constantly. Uh, Strange, I say, once I catch my breath. I had a dream about that picture falling off the wall and smashing. That's a pretty lame dream. It was a good one, actually. No, it wasn't. It It was an awful trip. Mina picks up the two magazines from her dressing table and uses them like a makeshift broom and dustpan to sweep up the mess on the floor. Are you throwing out the picture? It came with a frame. I don't think I'll miss it. I like that picture. Of course you would, Andy, because you're fucking weird. Well, feel free to fish it out of the trash when you leave. She wipes off her hairbrush on her shirt and plucks loose hairs out from between the bristles before putting it back on her dressing table next to the pile of magazines. Anyway. Why did she have to wipe off her hairbrush? Maybe um, she's worried there's gloss on it. I don't fucking know. She's weird. Mm. Anyway, you asked about a doctor. There's this guy Ms. Hannah sends us to every couple of months. He isn't what you call licensed, if that's what you mean by less traditional. Uh, that's fine, as long as you think we can trust him. I don't want to walk into a public hospital and wind up being sent off to some government science lab. Yeah, I trust Dr. Friend. He's been very good to us. I'm sorry? Dr. Friend. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He has
0: a downstairs basement filled with women's bodies that he's cut open and stuffed with his own shit. Yeah, yes.
1: (laughs) That's right. He's been very good to us. He's an ex-Army doc, but he has no love for the government. No. (laughs) Do you think he'll see me today? I'll give him a call. Mina's on the phone with the doctor for over five minutes. She dances around the details of my situation just enough so that he knows we have an emergency on our hands and that she thinks he's the only one who can help. I'm joyfully surprised when I hear her tell him that the appointments for a friend of hers, not a client, Oh, my God, he's so lame. He is so lame. I suppose it was necessary to get him to agree to see us, but I choose to believe there's more to it than that. Good news, Mina says as she drops her phone into her designer purse. He'll see us this afternoon, but we have to get going. Miss Hannah will be back soon. So who's actually here right now, I whisper as we tiptoe through the dark upstairs. A few of the girls, maybe some of the muscle. Muscle? Yeah, that's what we call them. Miss Hannah barters with some local bikers to act as security when needed. By barter, you mean... She fucks them in exchange for their services. But mostly they just hang out in the basement and play cards all day. Occasionally they get called upstairs to be intimidating if a client gets out of line. But that doesn't happen very often. It's a good gig for them, really. They pretty much come and go as they please. They get to park their bikes in the garage and they get free sex. Sounds like I think that's part of coming and going
0: as they please.
1: Ah. Ba-dunch. Ba-dunch. Seems like a pretty one sided barter arrangement. Mina shrugs. They're good friends to have when you run an illegal business. I thought Miss Hannah was all the muscle you need. Mina smiles. Well, that's why the bikers rarely have to leave, leave the basement. We go out the back door and head for the parking lot. Some landscapers have moved to the backyard, but now that I'm with Mina, I don't feel as uncomfortable to see them. They nod and smile pleasantly as we pass by. Mina stops when she sees my bike. The landscapers have taken it out of the bushes and sp- stood it up on its kickstand in one of the parking spaces. Is that how you got here? Mm hmm. She smiles. Well, we better take my bike to get to the doctor's. I don't think we'll both fit on yours.
0: <gasps> this is the picture! Oh, this This, is the cover. This is the cover. That's right. We've made it to the cover photo. We have indeed. It's like the movie when you finally hear the title of the movie. In the movie. In the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, We make our way to the parking lot, to the garage. Mina punches a code into a control panel, and one of the doors opens. Inside, there are three snazzy motorcycles. (laughs) She swings her thick leg over the engine of a shiny black one and puts on a helmet. Nice ride. Did you barter for it? None of your damn business. Now hop on. That means yes. That does mean yes. Sitting on the back of the bike is awkward for me. There really isn't a place to put my feet, so I have to actively hold up my legs in order to keep from touching the exhaust pipe. As I'm reaching around to hold Mina's waist, I accidentally grab her breast. (laughs) (laughs) Easy there, partner. I'm off the clock now, remember? Sorry. I move my hand down to her belly. And be careful with those nails of yours. She starts the engine and we take off speeding through the empty parking lot, cornering quickly around the secret path behind the shrubs and zipping down the long driveway into the street. We cruise through town with Mina's heavy hands on the throttle, weaving impatiently through traffic. So wait a minute.
0: She has heavy hands and thick legs? Thick thighs. Are Are we like, I feel like this description of her keeps changing. She is whatever he wants her to be. Yes, as long as you pay her for it. That's right. Yep.
1: Or let her touch your boob.
0: No, she's off the clock. Yeah, sorry.
1: <sighs> All right, what was I? I don't even know.
0: <laughs> Bye, uh, but, but, okay. Oh, but. there.
1: You are. Aren't you worried about getting pulled over? I yell over the blaring engine. She laughs. Let's just say we have an arrangement with the police. Okay. Well, maybe you don't have to worry about the law, but we do seem to be attracting a lot more attention than we need. I can slow down if you want. She says. Letting up a bit on the throttle. But I don't think it'll make much difference. People are going to stare. I guess you're right. Maybe that's just something I'll have to get used to. Don't give up just yet. Let's see what Dr. Fred has to say. For the rest of the trip, Mina drives a little more tamely. We stop at crosswalks instead of zigzagging around terrified pedestrians. We speed through yellow lights, but pause at red ones. We still turn plenty of heads but the calmer pace makes me feel a little less anxious. We're on a relatively long stretch of road when Mina pulls into the gravel parking lot of a store called Silverman County Naturals. Dr. Friend owns an herbal medicine store. Mina smiles, sort of. A sign in the frosted window reads, Hours vary. Please call to make an appointment. There's no phone number given. On the inside of the curtain glass door, another sign reads, Closed. Nina rings the doorbell. You should probably stay out of sight for now. Um, and let me go in first, so I can prepare him a little. Good idea, I say, stepping away from the door. As we're waiting for Dr. Friend to answer, I pick up Don't this... Don't
0: worry, it's just a little dinosaur hanging out.
1: <laughs> <sorry>. That's exactly <laughs> how she's going to prep it. Yep. As we're waiting for Dr. Friend to answer, I pick up on the scent of greasy f- meat frying on a griddle. I look across the street and see a small food shack called the Popsicle Stand. It reminds me that I haven't eaten in pot. about 10 hours. I wonder if I wouldn't I would even want to eat cooked meat anymore. The smell certainly isn't doing anything for me, but then again, they're clearly not serving gourmet food. There are only two cars in the entire parking lot. The sound of a lock opening causes me to return my attention to the herbal store. The door opens a crack and Mina slips inside. I hear muffled voices for several minutes before the curtain on the door is pulled back just enough to allow a dark, spectacled face to peer out at me. The curtain falls back and the door opens. Once again, Mina grabs me by the arm and pulls me inside. Following Dr. Friend, Mina drags me past shelves of hand-labeled jars and bottles, then behind the register where there's an open trapdoor door on the floor. Okay. Ah.
0: See, I told you he's got yeah. women's bodies in the
1: basement. Mm-hmm. Neither says a word as they descend carefully down steep wooden stairs into the darkness. I shuffle after them, with my tail thumping each step due to my awkward body position. Mina whips around and glares at me, holding her finger to her lips. I do my best to make less noise. At the bottom of the stairs is a dank, musty corridor with a low ceiling. Yep. Dr. Friend hits a hidden button on the cement wall, and the trapdoor closes above us. Not a thing. Yep. We make our way toward a small square of light shining through a section of glass and otherwise solid door at the end of the tunnel. Dr. Friend opens the door and we step into an exam room. Mm. The room was well lit and clean with framed animation stills of Dr. Hibbert from The Simpsons hung on the wall and a nice plush rug laid out over the cold linoleum floor. All of the standard doctor's office furnishings are present, including a scale, a sink, and a vinyl-topped exam table covered with disposable wax paper. There's a desk with a laptop, a few chairs and stools, and various cabinets full of medical tools and supplies. In the back of the room, there's a door labeled bathroom, and hanging on the wall next to it is a plastic skeleton wearing Groucho Marx glasses. Dr. French shuts the door behind us, sealing out the mustiness of the tunnel. The heavy duty air purifier in the corner is working so well that it feels like we're outside.
0: Why did we have to be quiet coming down here? I don't
1: know. Okay. Now that we're here, let me introduce myself. The doctor holds out his hand. I'm Dr. Friend, and welcome to my office. No. He smiles with beautiful white teeth that contrast his dark, rugged complexion. Yeah, you
0: know why his teeth are so white? Because they're other people's teeth that uh-huh. he's ripped out and bleached and surgically
1: implanted in his own. That's why. Yeah. His glasses are thick, magnifying his black pupils to the size of quarters. Nope. Mostly bald on top, he has what remains a frizzy salt and pepper mane pulled back into a loose ponytail. Nope. The deep lines on his forehead and around his mouth suggest a lifetime of occupation-related stress. Good to meet you, doctor. I shake his hand carefully, making sure not to scratch him. Sorry if I seem rude earlier, but I must insist on absolute silence when entering my little cave. I sweep the shop regularly for listening devices, but you can never be too careful. That's fair. Anyway, so Mina tells you you recently turned really sore. I was going to say, like, really? You need an uh, explanation? I nod. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> Mina holds back a laugh. The doctor studies me carefully. I'm not a paleontologist, but with that sickle claw of yours, I'm going to put you in the euro dramani of the dramani family. Oh.
0: Yeah. Hey. Huh? We couldn't even Google that shit for this? Really? We couldn't?
1: Okay. Basically, you're a raptor. It's fascinating that you're still able to talk. I guess it makes sense, though, since birds such as parrots can speak, and they're descendants of dinosaurs. I'm actually surprised you don't have feathers. I don't really want to be a dinosaur, Dr. Friend. (laughs) Think you can fix me? Honestly, I'm probably out of my depth here, but let's run some tests and see if we can learn a little bit more about your condition. The doctor grabs a tape measure and measures me from head to tail. You're about 12 feet long. Now, please step on the scale, because I'm the doctor. Yeah. I have to turn sideways to fit both feet on, and it's hard to balance. The doctor offers his sturdy arm for support. About 198 pounds. Fuck skinny ass dinosaur. <laughs> I know, right? That's a really skinny dinosaur. Yeah. With your weight and height, I'd say you're a, either an exceptionally small Achillebater or an exceptionally large Dionysus. Sure. But who the hell knows? Dionysus, he's the god of theater and wine. Dude, it's D-E-I-N-O-N-Y-C-H-U-S, so I'm going with fucking Dionysus. Yeah, sounds good.
0: All right, sounds
1: good. Uh, But who the hell knows, really? He could be a blend of the two or something completely different. Anyway, have a seat. I'll check your vitals. Seeing that my tail won't allow me to sit on the exam table, I squat down onto a stool. Dr. Friend checks my eyes, my ears, my nose, and throat within otoscope. As I'm not a veterinarian or a zoologist, but apparently a fucking paleontology expert because I just pulled diastames out of my ass, I don't know any specifically what I should be looking for. I don't see any red flags, though. Your eyes respond to light. Your ears and nostrils are clear. There's nothing heinous in your mouth or throat. (laughs) Now it's like your reflexes. Doctor taps my knee with a small hammer, and my foot extends violently. (laughs) Jumping backwards, he barely dodges my sickle claw. (laughs)
0: the way you acted that out my sickle claw
1: His <laughs> it slices through his loose fitting khakis <coughs> I'd say your reflexes are pretty good doc <laughs> Mina says with a chuckle the doctor shoots her an annoyed glance before going on to check the rest of my vitals how old are you Andy I'll be 40 next month holy crap really <laughs> Like, I was thinking he was, like, 22. Yeah, no. He's,
0: like, 40, and he has this really it's, stupid, lame job and is really hung. well It's even
1: sadder It's now. really
0: sad. Yeah. Andy, you're so sad. Oh, man. And now he's
1: a dinosaur. It's so sad. Yeah. All right. He picks up a clipboard from his desk and flips through some pages. Your heart rate is somewhat fast, and your blood pressure is somewhat higher than what would be normal for a healthy 40-year-old human male. But again, I have no idea what her normal readings were a dinosaur. He's so helpful. (laughs) He's super helpful. (laughs) So, Doc, Mina interjects, we're wondering if Annie's condition could have been caused by an STD. The doctor looks at Mina and then back at me. Wait, are you a client over at the Lavender House? My client, actually, Mina answers, I thought you said he was a friend. Yeah, sorry about that. We just really needed to see you, and I know you don't usually want anything to do with Lavender House clients. That's because it puts me at risk with the law. You have a professional relationship with these people, but you don't know them personally. I don't exactly feel comfortable exposing my illegal practice to a bunch of strangers. (laughs) Hey, we vet our clients pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I'm sure you do, but when's the last time you (laughs) told how sassy you are. One of them, your real, your real <laughs> last name. You keep a professional distance for a reason. Mina crosses her arms. Okay, I get it. Sorry. Her name's Mina Salabina. Duh. Yeah, it's Mina sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> it's on her license. It's okay, he says, putting his hand on Mina's shoulder. I understand that you were desperate this time. I just wish that you would been Not up as front desperate with me. As Andy. Mm-hmm. You know I'd do anything for you girls. The doctor tosses his clipboard back on his desk. Anyway, so Annie's a client. Didn't you use a condom? Most of the time, Mina says, looking down at the floor. Dr. Friend sighs. All right, then. So when was the last time the two of you exchanged fluids? Gross. Late Thursday night into Friday morning, I answer. But I didn't uh, ejaculate inside her? Uh, Some of her fluids definitely got on me, though. And then, less than 36 hours later, you were a dinosaur. Tell me, exactly how did this complete overhaul of your entire anatomy progress? Did you just go to sleep as a human and wake up as a prehistoric animal? Well, it actually started with an erection that wouldn't go away. Interesting. (laughs) Had you been taking Viagra or any other medication for erectile dysfunction? I look self-consciously at Mina. No, definitely not. All right, all right. So then what happened? After that, the details are a little fuzzy. I ended up getting stranded in the desert for many hours, and I was dehydrated and delirious. I may have even been hallucinating a little, but I'm pretty sure that by the time I went to sleep, my skin was getting scaly. I was already starting to grow a tail, and my feet had started completely transformed to what you see now. That was around 6 p.m. The rest of the change must have happened between then and 11 a.m. this morning when I woke up. And Mina, before Andy, did you have any other unprotected sex with any of your clients? No. In fact, the last guy before Andy didn't even touch me. He just paid to watch me masturbate. Uh, Dr. Friend stands up and begins (laughs) pacing the room. Given that Mina is not a dinosaur, I'm inclined to doubt this was transmitted sexually. On the other hand, it's quite a coincidence this happened right after you two had unprotected sex. To be on the safe side, I want to test both of you. It's possible that Mina is a carrier of whatever this is, but she herself is immune to the symptoms. He takes samples of our blood and saliva, then sends Mina into the bathroom to produce s- samples. <laughs> Since I can't fit into the bathroom, I have to do my business in the main exam room. It's very messy and embarrassing. that's awkward it is I'm then sent out into the dark hallway while the doctor gives me a more comprehensive exam of her lady parts the stale air in the tunnel makes breathing difficult but luckily I'm not out there long with samples in hand, the doctor walks to this back of the room and pulls down the skeleton's arm. The wall slowly opens, <laughs> revealing a secret laboratory. <laughs> he places our samples in a futuristic looking refrigerator, then tugs the skeleton's arm again to close the door behind him. So, how long will it take to get the results? I ask. Some of the tests will take a few days, some will take a few weeks. Mia knows the drill. Unfortunately, all we can do now is wait, she adds. And while you're waiting, I advise you to lay low. He looks at Mina. You should take some sick leave while we until we know for sure this isn't an STD. The last thing this town needs is an army of raptors roaming the streets. He looks over at me. No offense. Mm-hmm. None taken. I actually agree with that sentiment. Mina scratches her chin. I have one client tonight that I don't want to cancel on. She rushes to finish her thought when she sees the doctor's expression. But after that, I'll take some time off, I promise. Mina, that's a very bad idea. It would be unethical for you not to warn him of the possibility, possible health risk, but in this case, if you really can't explain exactly what the health risk is. But you said it's very unlikely it's an STD. Yes, it's unlikely, but if I'm wrong, the potential consequences are rather severe, wouldn't you say? Fine, then. I'll just tell him that I may have been exposed to HIV. Mina, and if he still wants to see me after that, then I'll think it'll be fair for me to accommodate him. And don't worry, I'll be extra careful. I'll have them wear two condoms, even no. when I'm going down them and jerking them off, and I'll wear gloves. No. Yeah, because that's, yeah. Two condoms uh, is not safer. PSA, don't wear two condoms. It's, not, so it's a terrible it's idea. It's not how friction works. Nope. Nope. Dr. sighs, I know I can't stop you, but please have this be your last client until we figure out what's going on. I promise I won't fuck anyone else until we get the results back.
0: How long when? is this
1: chapter? For fucking ever. I'm gonna summarize.
0: <laughs> just, we'll just pause here. We'll pause when they leave the place.
1: All right. Okay. Well, Andy is really fucking upset because <laughs> Mina is gonna fuck somebody else, and Andy is like, "But you're my only love."
0: I mean, I want to hear all that. So. Okay.
1: Alright, wait, I shouted at Mina. Are you seriously going to do this? It doesn't seem very responsible. Chill out, Andy. I'll be fine. Alright. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> uh, no. No,
0: it's fine. We'll just, we'll pause. We'll pause here. Because it's been, like, how long have we gone? Forever. Forever. Right. Yeah. We'll pause. It's okay. Okay. We're stopping in Dr. Friendly's office.
1: We are stopping. Yes, we'll find out what happens when Mina... You know, wears two condoms next time. It's not Mina Wears two condoms. <laughs> she could, she could wear that lady condom. The lady condom,
0: which doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't. It look looks Yeah. Like and...
1: eh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. It's gross. Um. Well, at least that was way less disgusting than. Yeah. The last one.
0: But it was much creepier with Doctor Friendly. Doctor friend.
1: friend is super creepy. Although I like his hidden laboratory with the skeleton hands, you know, trap door thingy. (laughs) Yeah. Although I think his herbal shop is secretly a weed shop. Yeah. I think it's definitely a weed shop.
0: I think he's too paranoid for the wrong reasons.
1: Um, It's not paranoia if they're really out to get you. That's true. So he's seen some shit, man. That's true. He was an army doctor. He was probably in Nom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's all the baldy. The tells he's, us yeah, that Yeah, he he's is. all baldy and shit. Yeah. Definitely from Nam. Yeah. Yeah, he runs a weed shop with a secret underground musty lair <laughs> with a laboratory built in. Gross. It's awesome. Right. Oh, no, and it, by the way, if you um, poke the skeleton in both of its eyes, uh-huh. that's what leads you to the other room that's the secret murder room. Oh, that's backs. what it is. Yeah.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's the next chapter. <laughs> all right. Just, it just
0: veers left and all of a sudden it's a, like a an HH Holmes <laughs> This, Homes, this like... book takes
1: a very dark <laughs> turn.
0: Uh, all right. <laughs> Two thanks, men everybody enter one man leaves. For uh, hanging dealing out dealing with, with us. our weirdness. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe. Maybe not. Who the fuck knows?
1: Wait, what, 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 what? The mannequin might murder you. I don't even like you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You love me the most. Don't even lie. Uh, So, yeah, tune in next week. Yeah, we can be here next week. Same bat time. The 20th. Same bat channel. Yeah. Till then, stay classy. Do shit. Do shit. Bye. Bye.